You're listening to The Magic of Wrestling live on Effing Wrestling's YouTube channel. Hello. How's it going, everyone? I am today's guest. I am the champion of the ice cream eating contest. I am the breaker of your shit. I am the one and only Scooter. And today, I'm the guest of the Master of Illusion stage. Everything you see is by his whim and his own. I give you the magician. Woo! I've got to admit, that's the first time I've had an intro, so I can, I'm really excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I just bet. I believe every magician needs to make their entrance, you know? It sounds perfect, mate. School, sir, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and how's your week? Been? you have a good one? Oh, great. I'm lucky enough I'm on March break. Mm, definitely, definitely. You've managed to dig into much wrestling then this week? Some now and then, wherever you keep allows. <laughs> what you managed to dig into then, wrestling-wise? I was to watch some Impact, a little behind on that. Saw some <laughs> Dark. Because I don't have cable. <laughs> Been watching the MLW, loving that. Wow, you're digging into well, a lot of wrestling here. Yeah. Well, the good thing about when they stream online, you can watch it via your schedule. Awesome, awesome. What about AEW? Have you watched much of that? Oh, I love AEW. Been watching AEW Dark. And keeping up on news with clips and all that on their website. Like I said, I don't have cable. So I'm waiting for them to be able to get their own streaming service. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be definitely interesting. But of course, welcome to the podcast. So for a lot of people listening, what this is about is we get to learn more about Scooter as a wrestling fan. So we'll talk about some topics. Then we're going to learn how we got into wrestling. Then I don't suppose you've got some things you want to plug at the end? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> right, then let's get started, shall we? So the first topic I've got today. Now, this week, we obviously sadly lost Scott Hall. Oh. It was so... It, it all happened so quickly. I mean, what's your overall opinion with all this? I felt like someone took the rug right underneath my feet. I was not expecting that. I mean, I grew up around him as a wrestling fan. And even as a kid and going to WCW, he was part of so many change game, game-changing <laughs> events in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What well, I would say he was a big part of the NWO, so it's well, definitely going to be one to be missed, to be honest. He was one of the most popular heels, like the first heel to ever go over, I think, on his own. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, it, it, I think it was in the space of 48 hours. It, we, there were so many reports, so it was really, really sad. What do you think the legacy would be, though, of somebody like Scott Hall? How would you remember him? I think his um, quote at the Hall of Fame, you know, bad mm -hmm. guys are forever, you know. Bad times don't last, but, yeah. but bad guys do forever. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely one for the history. Oh, what else have we got today? Then let's have a look. Now, this guy is all elite. I was oh. so excited for this. What's your overall opinion now that Jeff Hardy have, is in AEW? I have mixed feelings about this actually. I'm so excited to see them together mm -hmm. again for the first time, but not the last time. That's great. But the mixed feeling is I'm kind of down because that means they're close to retiring. Because they said they wanted to retire together. I'm like, no, that means no more Hardy wrestling. That is so <laughs> not fair. You know, Jeff does kind of look a little awkward so far. He hasn't got his AEW feet yet. He's yeah, doing yeah. great wrestling, but he doesn't seem to know what to do with himself. Yeah. Do you think that's because, obviously, AEW is a lot different to WWE? I think it is because he was first, you know, I think he's used to being someone that pushes the merchandise, you know. For the yeah. shirt plugins, you know, you got to do the little dance on down to the ring, and people are joking, poking fun on for that. Mm, definitely, definitely. And do you think, like, the because obviously it was announced way before that he was obviously going to AEW, do you think that kind of like spoiled the debut a little bit? Yeah, I think this was the worst kept secret in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> because they were even announcing other matches they were going to do elsewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's Briscoe one, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I mean, there's two tag teams fighting for the right just to face the Hardys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you can imagine, obviously, some of the matches we can see, obviously, in AEW. Yeah. I mean, private parties, one which sticks out straight away. So it's going to be interesting to see. But do you think he's going to fit in? Because, obviously, it's, it's 
is well known for obviously being a WWE guy. Well, I think what we're seeing that the Jeff Hardy what we're seeing now is not how he's going to finish. I think he's going to grow and change and morph into something else. Mm-hmm. So I know he really wants to do the Willow character, right? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I was a big fan of that. You know, he even changed the, his attire. He went, he went out with the see-through outfit, like when they were went extreme or the Brood Two. Now he's doing like the black with the colored sleeves. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he's going to be adding the face paint. I think he's going to slowly change with Matt as they go into uh, madness, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll help like, the tag team division a little bit? Because obviously, the, when you look at the oh. tag team for AEW, there's absolutely, you could go literally, there's so many. Do you think they'll help, like elevate it a little bit more? I think they will, especially if they get the uh, a trio belt. I think they are going to win the belts, namely because the next team they're going to push to beat them is going to become a bigger deal if the if they beat the Hardys for the titles, right? Yeah, Even yeah, if it's just the Express winning the titles back. Because that would be a feather in their cap to beat the Hardys, one of the greatest tag team champions of all time, to get the titles, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you mentioned they're obviously retiring. I mean... What yeah. can you see their last match being? Like a retirement match? Oh, I would want a four-wave match filled with their greatest opponents throughout time. You know, Briscoe in one yeah. corner, maybe FTR. I am kind of would hope Edge would pop into a AEW <laughs> before one night. <laughs> so you see them against Edge versus Christian, right? Oh, we could all up. Christian and uh, Bubba Ray teaming up. Oh yeah, definitely. They're definitely. both doing dates. Mm, definitely, and they both may have an you know an axe to grind with them. Yeah, there's, well. think the, there's possibilities are really endless. The thing is, obviously, yeah. that gets me is obviously his past is obviously well known. Do you think that's going to hold him back a little bit still? Uh, no, because I think people want to see what. Because look what happened with Matt. Matt excelled once he got into AEW because they mm-hmm. listened to creativity, right? Yeah, yeah. Just imagine what Jeff could do if they took once he gets that chain off him, right? That the shackles so yeah, yeah. And he no longer needs to jump off high things to get that pop. No, no, definitely, I agree <laughs> with that fully. What do you reckon with the theme song? Because I was really, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, they've got oh, the no. actual key theme song. <laughs> well, I heard that's like um, the music that actually was uh, on the right by someone else. They may know. It's kind of like a public librarian or a public domain song to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, WWE doesn't own it, but yeah, it's trademark. It's definitely trademark. But I wonder if they're going to do something with the music. The more they change, would the music slowly start changing with them? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll definitely see what they brings for the Hardy. So the next topic I've got is now Big E suffered a really big injury. I think it was it last week or week before. I can't, oh. can't remember. Yeah, there's something you don't want to see ever happen to any wrestler. No, no, I've, also, I've not seen it, but obviously it, it's a big, obviously, guy in WWE. What do mm-hmm. you think? No, I don't think some management w- would care, but I'm, I'm hoping this will open their eyes to how much of a talent Big E is, because he's mm-hmm. almost the heart and soul of WWE, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's one of the loudest voices, the brightest colors with him in the New Day, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, of the new day, I mean, example you can do when you let your stars be creative yeah, and do definitely. that, get over definitely. Obviously, with WWE, obviously, releasing a lot of things. Do you think this will affect him a lot? Obviously, we're like, there's not much talent there now. Oh, I'm afraid they may let him go because he's now injury prone. Yeah, but it was we'll just def- a freakish accident, though. I'm hoping it was an accident. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm not quite sure how long it said for his injury. Yeah, the good news is I'm broken. He doesn't need surgery. So far, yeah. well, last time I heard. Yeah, definitely. But as uh, Justin just quite pointed out there, praise up, Big E. I wish you nothing but the best. And to see you back in the ring soon. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving on. Now, this has caused a <laughs> lot of controversy. <laughs> Pete Dunn. <laughs> Pete Dunn has changed his name now mm-hmm. to Butch. I mean, I, I hate this so much. What's your overall opinion, Scooter? I like the look because I think they're, they're going for the pinky pinky blinders look from that TV show on Netflix. But all <laughs> I can think is when Sundance going to join them? 
I don't get why they changed his name. I mean, does it just like WWE? Does just like changing names just for fun of it? So they can, um, so they can own them. They can own the rights of the characters. Because he was Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne has a name outside of WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And if he leaves, now everything he did with the WWE would still belong to them and kind of takes away some of his legacy of his mainstay in the WWE, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. He was a bruiserweight. I mean, actually, the first time I ever saw Pete Dunne was in an English promotion, WCPW. Yeah, that's correct. I'm obviously oh, from the UK, goodness. so... <laughs> It was my favorite, um, was one of my favorite indie promotions. Like, see him bite down on someone's fingers. That was wow. awesome. Yeah. And the hair and the fur, he would, you know, the furs he would ride down, way down to the ring. <laughs> it's amazing because, in my opinion, the wrestling entrances are really important. They're kind of like a comic book cover, you know? They yeah, yeah. tell you everything about the wrestler, who they are, heel, face. You know, this tells you everything they need to know before they get to even get to the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best speaking of that, I think the Undertaker probably a good example of that. I mean, his entrance mm -hmm. is so iconic, so I kind of agree with that. So Justin's just said here, what's worse? What's worse, being called Butch or being called Gunther? <laughs> okay, boys and girls, whatever you do, do not make signs with Gunther's head attached to the penguin from Adventure Time. Do not make these signs and do not bring them to live shows, whatever you do. <laughs> and do not Photoshop the Sundance kid right beside Butch from the classic movie, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Whatever you do, don't do it. Because <laughs> that would be wrong. And that's Scooter speaking, not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So obviously now he's mentioned. Well, sticking obviously with the Butch thing. Now he's obviously changed his name. Is he just going to really get lost in the shuffle? I think he's too much of a character and personality to be ignored. He's so hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, especially if he's teaming up with Sheamus. Uh, uh yeah. they want to keep Sheamus happy because he's one of the few big stars they have with, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And Sheamus's strength actually comes from a tag team because they should have brought back the Bar once he got. Here to wrestle, you know? Yeah, and obviously now uh, Cesaro's no longer with WWE, so... Oh. That kind of pisses everybody off. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll definitely see what happens with Butch. So the last topic for part one is topic of your choosing. Now, obviously, I've tried mm -hmm. this with a lot of fans. Now, this is your opportunity to talk about anything you want in wrestling. What does you want to talk about? I come on the evolution of things, as it were. Like, Back in the day, I remember fans used to get so ticked off when the heel would run and break up the count, double teaming. These were all heel moves, right? Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, now they're okay for the baby faces to do, right? You know, it's like changes like that. Yeah, there's That's a lot of changes good. over the years. Yeah. And that just kind of, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But like, um, back to like um, the conversation of like uh, the small things that are kind of important, like the entrance. Mm -hmm. You feel like the Undertaker has some of the amazing entrances and they keep evolving around them to represent them, right? Yeah, it, I, I, iconic as we quite mentioned out there. Because yeah. I think Bret Hart is another good one as a babyface, right? Mm -hmm. He'll come down, put the sunglasses on the kid's head, you know, take a picture and roll into the ring with a very cocky anvil. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Brett Hart's definitely one that sticks out for me there straight away, so I fully agree with that. Do you, obviously, we'll get into obviously that the evolution with wrestling and stuff like that. Obviously, in part two, so we'll stick with part two. Now we're going to learn how you got in wrestling. So my first question is, how did you get into wrestling? Well, I remember as a kid, I would be flipping through the channels. WWE superstars would come on. I'd watch it now and then, but I didn't understand the difference between um, jobbers. I think mm -hmm. they call it the main guys. My favorite guys were the guys that always would lose. You know, there's a guy that would pat himself on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's Coco Beware would come down. Awesome. I love Coco. You know, Special Delivery Jones. All these cool baby face jobbers that would end up losing. So I'm like, oh, here comes the, here's the ultimate warrior. He's going to come in the ring, beat up some guy in three seconds. 
I actually did not like that. <laughs> but I wasn't really a wrestling fan back then. If it was on, I would watch it. If my friends would watch it, mm-hmm. I would watch it with them. Or they would rent like um, the Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble on VHS. I know I'm dating myself. <laughs> but the match that made me a diehard wrestling fan actually happened in WCW. Okay. Well, what match was that? Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio Jr. for the Cruiserweight title. And I'm thinking to myself, well, the title's not going to change hands. That only happens in pay-per-view, pay-per-views, mm-hmm. right? Well, you'd think so, but obviously now it's changed a lot. So, mm-hmm. But that's what would happen. It was only that they would, titles would change hands at pay-per-view events or big events. And the Rey Mysterio beat Dean Malenko for the WCW Cruiserweight. And I'm like, holy crap, anything can happen. I'm going to start watching WTW. This was a little bit before the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. And for most time, I um, end up watching the mid-card and opening cards in WCW. Then I would switch over to the WWF at the time to watch their main events. Right. That's kind of interesting, that, because a lot of people obviously talk about, obviously, Steamboat. Not many people talk about WCW, so this is really, really intriguing for me, this. Yeah, it's just the same, like, all the talent and all that. I would watch WCW now and then. I'm like, eh. But as I said, the Cruiserweights, this is my young mind thought, my youngish mind, and this really exploded my imagination. The masks, the style, doing stuff I never thought I would see. So, obviously, what type of wrestler did you actually grow up watching? You obviously mentioned Rey Mysterio there. You mentioned, I think, Eddie Guerrero there as well. Oh, like Eddie, but mostly as a kid, it was the superstars. I grew up watching tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all the comic teams when I was a kid, I wish I could, I, like, I liked uh, Bret Hart. I tell everyone they're my favorite team. When I was a little bit younger, it was Strike Force. Oh, I've never heard these. these so Rick, Rick Martel and Santino. Oh, Santino. I forget his last name. Martinez? He was like, became a matador. Mm-hmm. They were a take team until uh, Rick Martel turned heel and became the model. They were like, right. we were all white red lightning bolts on their wristbands which was really awesome there was like the oh what's her face um strength and poise with hercules these are a bit before my time here so i'm actually learning here Uh, the killer bees british bulldogs yeah British. a heel team kidnapped their dog because at the time they were brought down the bulldog right (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah i remember being so upset about that (laughs) <laughs> the Heart Foundation, of course. One of my favorites is to go back in the YouTube and watch their early matches when they were in heels. Or, and of course, there was the Hollywood Blondes in WCW. Some classic tag teams here. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I like AEW so much. They actually have proper tag team wrestling. TNA tried that for some time, which was good. You know, they're not just single guys getting put together repeatedly <laughs> and taken <laughs> apart. Right, right. So we've got another question here from Justin. It says, Scooter, do you think WWE should do a tribute to Scott Hall at WrestleMania with the ladder match down the road? Oh, definitely. That should be at WrestleMania or the event where um, that was actually Razor Ramon versus HBK. Was that in Survivor Series or WrestleMania? I believe it was Survivor Series. I'm not too sure on that it should one. Be in the Survivor Series then. I have HBK to either ref it or uh, be on commentary. I think this should definitely be a tribute to some way because obviously it was a big oh, power, obviously. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. So obviously we're sticking with the thing. Um, so do you remember the first event you attended as a fan? Oh, the first event? Yeah, it was um, at my, um, since I'm Canadian from Ontario, we have the OHL. Yeah. The Lone Knights. Well, they held a big event on the big screen there. To watch the pay-per-view, right? So we all went down, mm-hmm. saw it, and I don't can't remember if it was SummerSlam or WrestleMania, but our only one match sticks with me. The Hart Foundation losing to the Nasty Boys. Their title, because Jimmy the Hart, that bastard, excuse me. <laughs> it's going to go explicit, so you're all right. Knocked them over, knocked one of them out using that crash helmet he used to wear. Mm-hmm. And then that's how like that they end up breaking up. That was the last match together as the Heart Foundation. Right, definitely an interesting event. And what is there any events you'd like to go to? Obviously, in the near future. 
Oh, as of right now, I'd be happy if AEW or Impact come back because I saw one Impact show. It was a house show. They got the secret mm-hmm. angle wrestle, which was amazing. And they let everyone come down to the front so they can get on camera, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Impact's obviously, these past few years, I think they obviously are making a comeback, which is great to see because I was a big Impact fan when obviously AJ Styles was there, Samoa Joe, Mm -hmm. Daniels, all them. And so it's great to see them obviously coming back because they were literally, I won't say dead in the water, but they were not really irrelevant. I think that's probably the best way to put it. So it's kind of interesting to see that one, to be honest. Oh, definitely. Oh, question for you. What's the wrestling moment that stayed with you like ever since you thought? The one thing that you would never be able to forget, good or bad? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say the streak ending for me personally. Oof. I mean... Amazing. Yeah, no one what? expected that. It's one thing, I think, because I obviously grew up watching The Undertaker. The Undertaker was obviously mm-hmm. a big like idol to me. And... That's the one thing I used to remember him for is the streak. And to see it brought by, uh, yeah, I, I get Brock Lesnar's obviously a great wrestler, but it's oh. just something for me what shouldn't have been brought. But mm-hmm. I know there's well, no theory. A new and upcomer, you know, Lesnar didn't need the push. No. Lesnar even didn't want to win. He volunteered to lose, right? Yes. Uh, obviously, there were quite a lot of names obviously battered around, but eventually Lesnar did take it. And this, oh, there was a couple. Randy Orton was selected to beat him, but he turned it down. I think Edge yeah. was even selected, and they all turned it down. It was respect for The Undertaker. Yeah. And obviously, he did so much. I mean, he turned down Undertaker, could have easily won a couple more titles if he wanted to. He's, yeah, I fully agree he with that. I mean, he's, he, it, but he's, that's not him. No, he's, he's definitely a legend, though. He's one that, like I said, it'll always, you'll never beat him. You'll never master Oh, him. no, definitely. You can never, tr- there's no beating or winning against The Undertaker. There's only no. survival. <laughs> yeah. And you're lucky if he decides to ignore you after that. Yeah. You don't want the dead man holding a grudge against you. I was at the WrestleMania when he fought Ric Flair as the American badass, when he actually mentioned the streak. He held up yeah. his hands and counted on his fingers how many. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Welcome, see one. I'm like, holy crap, that's right. He has never lost that just, you know, a hit, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people weren't a big fan of the actual biker taker, but I kind of liked it. It was obviously my first first introduction to it, to be honest. And then, obviously, when I looked obviously into wrestling, it turns out I had this old dead man gimmick. So I'm like, holy shit, I know nothing I, about wrestling. In my head, Kenan? I thought the American Badass was actually his origin. That's who he was before mm-hmm. he became the Undertaker. He was a biker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe had to hide out in a like, mortuary or whatnot to get a job, and he accidentally died and somehow <laughs> got brought back as an immortal taker of the dead, you know, to atone or something. That's just my head can. But you know the one thing that I'm going to date myself again, that lasts forever for me, like, I can never forget? It was Jake the Snake versus Ravishing Rick Rude. This was yep. like on a health show event. It was televised, I think, on Saturday Superstars. Well, Ravishing Rick Rude start putting um, Jake's snake, Jake's wife, on his tights, right? Yep. Especially when he's gyrating, like right on his crotch. Well, I'm not sure if something went horribly wrong, but Jake hit the ring, grabbed them, and start pulling them down, right? Yes. Rick butt naked. And they had trouble taking the the tights out over the boots. So I think like this wasn't meant to happen, but they're like, just go with it. So you see poor Ravishing Rick Rude trying to cup himself, not to expose himself. At the turn of his belly, you see his butt, and they quickly switch to the farthest camera as possible. If you look this up, it's now censored, but you see him running, <laughs> poor Ravishing Rick Rude running <laughs> up the ramp, and someone running down with a jacket for him, right? Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... I remember the moment, but I only remember it briefly. I'm I'm have to go and have a look at that now. It was hilarious, but I don't think that's how they planned it. Though. <laughs> hey, wrestling, anything's possible. Yep. So the next question I've got for you is: uh, What draws you into wrestling? What do you like about wrestling the most? I love the stories, the characters. Yeah, they had to be like bigger than life, like characters to get your attention, right? 
Mm-hmm. What I liked back in the day with the WWE is that you could cheer for everyone. Everyone was allowed to have their favorites. My favorites were never the main eventers. One of them was like Al Snow, Gangrel. At the time, Edge and Christian, when they were with the Brutes, still were after they left. Mm-hmm. But or Crash Holly, you know, guys that were mid cards that were just fun to watch. It didn't matter to me if they were ever going to win the, you know, the WWE Championship. Kind Ty. Love those guys. <laughs> they were very comedic. I'll, I'll agree well, with that one. The Brooklyn Brawler, even. I remember when they beat, when one of them got a win against Triple H. <laughs> and these guys celebrated like they won like, their world championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you say the obviously the gimmicks have like improved over the years? Because obviously you don't see you do see obviously unique ones, but what do you reckon you know, to have? They kind of have like some really have. There's some guys that can just wrestle great and they don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's more of their personalities that become the gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Randy Orton being a little psychotic and <laughs> legend killer, right? Yeah. So, uh, Blending gimmickry with reality more than he's a garbage dumpster of the Bushwhackers. Another tag team I loved. Yeah, the so that yeah, Bushwhackers were really entertaining. Oh yeah. So I like <laughs> about the territory days. They can, you know, move around a couple of weeks as long as it made it because it made them look like they had a huge roster when they didn't, right? Yeah, yeah. Demolition, another great tag team. Axe and Smash. Yeah. And then the third member. <laughs> I don't remember that Crush, one. That's how much I know. <laughs> I think it was Crush. Yes, I believe it was. My history's not too good with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or so I'm glad you... the Giant selling uh, the belt to Million Dollar Man. Sorry, that's just another thing that popped in my head. <laughs> I could talk like this for hours. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so we just talked about what you like about wrestling. Let's turn it 180 degrees. What don't you like about wrestling? Oh, being ignored. I mean, there's times when you can ignore the fans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, oh, I don't know how to explain. It's like boredom. Like, I want to watch. I want when the lack of variety in wrestling. I want variety. I want a good mixture of tag team wrestling, singles wrestling, and have it organized. But I feel like at the time, maybe because I'm no longer in the right demographic for the WWE, for example. Yeah. It's mm, being annoyed or seeing someone I like show up and then disappear. I think that's why I like AEW because they keep on switching everyone in and out. They're rotating. But why I really dislike is I don't like seeing the wrestlers being treated poorly. Yeah, and do you think obviously with AEW, obviously the roster's pretty stacked. Obviously, they're trying to keep obviously everybody happy. Do you think that's like working against them a little bit? It's working with and against them, I think, because you can't keep everyone happy. And at the yeah. time, they were hiring everyone to keep them in work for COVID, right? Yeah. And now that COVID is um, gone, I don't think none of them are going to find have trouble finding a job because they were allowed to use their indie name, right? Yep. And they can easily use their experience in AEW as part of their resume. Yeah, obviously with the purchase of Ring of Honor, you might be able to fill a bit more time in there, so that'd be quite interesting. Oh, definitely. We're going to see more people in Ring of Honor than Dynamite, I think. I think they did that to make certain stars happy, right? Yep, definitely. definitely. They want to be a little more serious. And obviously, and obviously, Tony Khan's mentioned that it's going to be a weekly show, so we will be mm-hmm. hopefully keeping a lot of obviously wrestlers happy there. So that'd be quite yeah. interesting. Is, is there anything else which you don't like about wrestling, or is that pretty much everything covered? Uh, right now, there's pretty much is like I want to see the stars get treated better. Oh, especially the poor, poor young bucks. Oh, so disrespectful. <laughs> well, they I suppose the EVPs, uh... extremely violent people, yes. Sorry, what? Extremely violent people. <laughs> that is a good. I've never even heard that one. Oh, I got that from them after the um, being the elite. <laughs> but I would like to use them since they don't actually well have some authority. It'd be cool if they became kind of became authority heels. You know, forcing a tag team that's kind of threatening them down into the dark. <laughs> I thought that would be good FTR um, plot. They get shoved them down the dark and seen FTR crawl back up into dynamite. Oh, that would be pretty interesting. I'm actually excited with FTR now facing the Briscoes after 
Ring of Honor's final battle, so that's going to be interesting to see. Oh, that would be great. I've never said, seen them wrestle, to be honest. I never was much in the Ring of Honor. No, I'm not really, to be honest. So that's kind of, I'm going to be tuning in. So, because yeah. obviously a lot of wrestlers in AEW obviously started in Ring of Honor. So, mm-hmm. so that's going to be oh, interesting. Honor No More is in um, Impact, eh? That was amazing. Yeah, they I'm going to admit. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Definitely. That actually drew me in a little bit because it's like I've stopped watching, obviously, Impact. And then I, I can't. I saw a video saying that some Ring of Honor guys uh, have got on Impact, and obviously I tuned in, and it kind of drew me back in a little bit. So I'm kind of obviously tuning in. I need to catch back up because I've not watched it for years, but we'll definitely yeah. see what happens there. So oh, I have a subscription. It's really nice. <laughs> you even get to watch the early episodes of TNA too. Yeah, I stopped watching after uh, I think it was when. The Jeff Hardy incident without saying too much. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. no, it's starting to feel like the stars had the fight to get airtime to do what they wanted to. It's like you have Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. And I feel like they look like they couldn't do half the stuff they wanted to. So they had one of the best double team moves ever. You know, they get the guy down on the ground, one would jump over the ropes, you know, drop the leg, then the yeah. second would fall suit, right? Yeah. Now this had to be a devastating double team. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, I've got a lot of respect for Scott DeMar because obviously he's took on Impact when they were obviously really low and obviously building them back up. So we'll definitely see. Oh. That's definitely how you do a face authority figure, eh? Yeah, definitely. He's Scott. as rich as he's definitely trying to keep everything going together. Only when they need him, he doesn't put himself in any feuds or anything like that. He's trying to keep everyone happy, keeping everything from falling apart. This is an amazing babyface authority figure. WWE should be taking notes. Yeah, obviously, do you think WWE could learn a lot from, like, obviously, Impact, AEW? Do you think they could learn from, like, other companies? Oh, I think they could and they should, but they won't. <laughs> I mean, I remember thinking, what would Impact be able to do if they had the WWE's budget? Now they got the flavor, right? Is they're just yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Like Maggard, not Maggard Grano. Uh, what's his face? The guy that used to be Zach Wild. Zach Ryder. Yeah, Zach Ryder, but he's going Mac- by a different name. Mac, <laughs> Mac Cardona. Or Midcart Cardona, as Moose called him. Well, he was a heel everywhere else he wrestled, right? Yeah. Like GCW. And he was a face in Impact until he cheated to win the digital media champion against Jordan Grace. Yep, I, I, that's the actual first episode I watched after <laughs> so many years. And it was kind of, I didn't see it coming. And it, I was like, damn, this kid's actually really, really good. I know. They're amazing. She's amazing. I love this mixed um, division with the media, right? Now he's yeah. calling it the world media title because he just won a world title. He never had <laughs> one. And he yeah. thought impact would be easy. It's, it's won quite a few titles. So we're kind of, yeah. he's the well, real he's belt collector. Um, the GLD being kicked out of the Boulder Club. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, no, me but either. The, but when you think of the Bullet Club, I think the first tag team you think is obviously Gallows and Anderson. So I and really did. In, which is amazing. They're back in the Bullet Club. So it looks like they're going old school Bullet Club. Yeah. Almost thought I, they were, that, I almost thought they were thinking that Finn Balor might be joining them soon, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we well, start doing the old um, school bullet gun salute, the one that he did as Prince Albert. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen him in WWE. What's he doing these days? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. No. With the forbidden door, anything's possible. I always say. Yeah. Maybe they're going to pull him out, dust the feud with um, Ricochet. That would be an amazing feud. Yes, Since Ricochet definitely. won the what was it, the United States title or the, was it the IC? Uh, I think it's the US, I believe. Yeah, the, can you see those two feuding for that title? That would be an amazing match. Definitely, definitely. So, but my I'd next question. Too... So, sorry, oh, go sorry, on. go on. Please go ahead. I was going to say, I'd be too scared that God might interfere in the match again. And don't do the <laughs> <laughs> you never know these days. It's WWE. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yeah. So my next question is, what does wrestling mean to you as a fan? 
entertainment, pure storytelling entertainment. It's like part soap opera. It's just amazing. It comes in, it fills me with energy, and I just can't find myself almost feeling like a kid again, you know, waiting for next week to see what happens next. You know, everything feels like it's to be continued. Whatever you do, don't miss out. It's the one of the most excitement I get in my adult life, especially watching the AEW pay-per-views. Every time, just, my mind's always blown. Even if it's a bad match, I still fall in love with wrestling every time I watch AEW. For me, just bring that magic back. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I agree with that one completely. So I've got a few more questions as we begin to wind down a little bit. What do you think in wrestling needs to improve? Oh, right now they really got a good formula, but maybe start thinking outside the box because something's mm-hmm. become formulated, yeah. even a little old in some things. It's like I when people stand at the end of the ring to catch someone. I understand it's important, but maybe dress it up like they're fighting each other or some people are trying to catch their allies to break their fall so they can take out their opponents. Yeah. That type of thing. But yeah, it's more, I just say to start listening more to the fans to a certain point of view. Because if you push three or four fan favorites, you can slip one of your own people into that list of people, right? Uh-huh. And that's how you get the fans to cheer for the people you want. Because people are excited that three or four of their favorites are getting pushed. And they're going to get excited for that fourth or fifth guy, right? That yeah. you want to put in. That's what they swear they used to do. With the, certain wrestlers, they used to get the pop back in the day. Those are the guys that were slowly pushed. Not too fast, but enough to see where they would go. Right. And now yeah. it's like, no, we want you to cheer for this person. Like, oh, the Roman Reigns debacle before he went heel. I felt so sorry for Roman. I really yeah. did. He was I doing like anything it, that asked him of him. Yeah, I feel like he's one of these where he's like got shoved down your throat so much it's like virtually to hate him. I know they were just really doing everything to make us like them. Like the old tropes, like, oh no, he got attacked. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, we, people cheered for, or he got screwed out of a title. I mean, I thought a crown jewel. I thought they finally did something brilliant, eh? I was even giving yeah. the crown, you know, when um, he slept, slammed him through the gate, right? Yeah. And he landed feet, feet, not feet, feet first on the mat. <laughs> and Lesnar, I'm like, that's cool because they saved Lesnar. They let Lesnar stay face. That was a fluke, right? Yeah, like a simple dude all luck that his feet were still in the cage, and Roman's reigns was on the ground. They, you know, saved Rockner's face. They set up for the rematch, saying that that was just a fluke, you know, an accident. You didn't beat me, and the fact that he had to slam him through a wall to beat him in the first place—that really sold Brock. But no, Brock won. I crowned yeah. you all. Like what? And now we've got Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania, which, to be quite oh. honest, I'm not even looking forward to it. No, bro, I think um, Roman has to win or not. This is going to bring back really bad memories and taste. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm sure we'll do a yeah, WrestleMania review at some point, but looking at the card, I'm not even drawn into it, to be honest. No, I have really no interest in WrestleMania. I've been kind of like we're trying to watch the uh, the odd WWE pay-per-view for free. <laughs> and I've actually been willing to pay for the AEW pay-per-view. Even the last one that was a little too expensive for me. Cost me three PlayStation 4 cards. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, yeah, it's about like 75 bucks. <laughs> was it worth it, though? Oh, yes. It was amazing. <laughs> I wish they would go back and bring their pay-per-views on Saturday as well, though. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the Saturday ones because, like, so they said Saturday night. Sometimes you've got no on, so you just like to stick a pay per view on. Yeah, I get to stay up late and to go to sleep and not have to get to work <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. You know. Oh dear. So we've got a few more little questions as I mentioned. So where do you see yeah. the wrestling industry in the next five years? I would like to think we're still in the golden era where we're going to see more and more um, promotions start. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I think some are going to die off. Some are going to get bought. But, yeah, I think um, nothing's really going to change. The big players are still going to be there. WWE may be, might be sold. But I think um, we're going to see Fox um, team up with MLW. 
So I think yeah, they're kind of getting upset with WWE. Right, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Okay, well, because they tried to put them on Tubi, remember? Yeah, yeah. And WWE prevented that. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I've seen a lot of people saying, who's going to buy WWE? Disney, that could be an interesting one. It's like watching Disney sometimes. Well, I think that's why Tony bought Ring of Honor, is so they could get the library. So remember, technically, the first ever AEW show took place with Ring of Honor. The yeah. Ring of Honor had the rights to the first ever show. That was All In, well, if well, I remember rightly. Yeah, I think it was like the first All In. Yep. On our program. And you don't want your competition owning no. your history. That would be bad. But since they do own the Ring of Honor, they do have a lot of uh, matches from uh, the top WWE stars. Yeah, I mean, this is like 20 years of uh, history. So that's yeah. a, that's a it's like a gold mine there for literally anybody. So, mm -hmm. so last two questions. Do you have an all-time favorite match? Actually, I do. Right now, it's uh, a tie between the TLC, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dullies. That's the match that made me finally fall in love completely. Or tag team wrestling. I liked it before, but they sold me on how important those titles were, right? Yeah. They would put their bodies and limbs on the line just to get it, what they were willing to do for each other. It was so important. that made it important for them, so they made it important for me. No, and that was that. the first ever Stampede match. Stadium Stampede and AEW. <laughs> Jericho uh, doing a replay because of the red flag. Was amazing. It's kind of interesting that match because a lot of people actually we didn't know what to expect. Me also, but as you've right mentioned, it was so entertaining. Yeah, Matt Hardy can actually breathe and hold his breath underwater for. <laughs> one of them actually, one of them actually looked down at the fact. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, what do you reckon to the second one though? With that one, oh, it was good. It was about time they their circle actually won one of those. Yeah, even though Jericho was gone heel. Makes sense, though. The Jericho Appreciation Society and him being a sports entertainer. No, it makes I, sense. I, <laughs> I fully agree. I mean, when you think of, obviously, who could, obviously, Jericho help, obviously, push, the three names, obviously, that came to my mind was, obviously, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. So. Yeah. I mean, so, I would love to when he tries to make someone tap out on the walls. Is you hear should be him shouting, Thank me, thank me, before they tap out. You know, he won't let go until they thank him. You should better definitely take that to Tony Khan. He might even listen, you never know. Yeah. Well, I would love to see either like the Pinnacle or um, the Jericho Society team up with Adrande's home office or maybe Team Taz because I'm really excited about that heel group, eh? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's Can't. why I love what AEW does. They have a heel group, and they actually create a heel face faction to fight them. Remember when those used to happen? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's obviously too many factions, though? Obviously, I know I've seen that comments on that. Oh, no, I love the factions. They're so much easier to organize. One person could be feuding, one person gets injured. Someone else from the faction can stand up and fill in for them. And that's nope. the best way to tell stories to either, too, right? Yeah, yeah. One, one of the stars get jumped while they have three or four people to run down for the save, right? They can do yeah. really good storytelling using factions. I hope they do a faction warfare. Yes, definitely. Faction warfare, prediction leagues, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as well, you know, it helps to pick up one or two guys that are going to become stars from the faction, right? They're good vehicles. To see which ones are going to become the major stars. Like, look at Wardlow. Without the pinnacle, would have he been able to get enough attention? And obviously, now Wardlow's no longer with the pinnacle. I can't actually wait to see what mm -hmm. they do with this. I was kind of hoping that um, MJF was going to get kicked out of his own group. That would be the perfect heel heat, eh? Uh, that would definitely get people talking. It would show that MJF can't uh, play well with others, so he uses them until he no longer needs them. Sometimes he gets, you know, he he kicks them out, and sometimes he gets thrown out. But it'd be like the Vinnie Vincent of Kiss. Vinnie Vincent, you know, created his own band right after he got yep. thrown out. 
only for his own bandmates to kick him out and form Slaughter, the cool 80s rock metal band. So that would be kind of like that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We'll definitely see. So what about a dream match? Is there a dream match you want to see? Oh, dream match? Actually, I did have a dream match, um, or at least a dream day team was actually, I had so wanted to see Jeff Hardy at the time and um, Edge form a tag team. Become champions, because I think they, that could have brought back tag team wrestling to the WWE for having these two major names. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. And now we're seeing Matt Hardy working with, uh, you know, Jeff, maybe if they throw in Christian. Might make some interesting trios. But who's your favorite faction in AEW? My favorite faction? Ooh, that's a good one. I do actually like the Pinnacle. I've got to be honest. When the first debuted, I wasn't too sure, but they have definitely grown on me. Obviously, you've got Matt MJF, you've got Sean Spears, you've got FTR, who's obviously... I love Sean Spears. Yeah, I think they're a bit of an underrated tag team, though, FTR. I don't think they get the mm -hmm. justice they deserve. So... Yeah. Well, they got so many cool tag teams in AEW. Almost anyone could be a champion, right? Yeah, there's. I've lost count how many tag teams there is. I mean, I just remember when Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus won it, and all the tag teams came out, and I'm like, "Holy Whoa. shit! These have actually got a lot of good tag teams." <laughs> those, those were almost my words exactly when I saw that happen. It was holy. I can't wait to see. Uh, my favorite's uh, the Dark Order, of course. Even since I first saw them. But yeah, I kind of want to see a women's tag team championship or maybe a women's trio team to actually make them, you know, take them apart, separate them from the boys, you know? Yeah, but do you think there's obviously, is there enough like women, obviously in the women's division? That's no disrespect oh. to the women, obviously. No, but there's, I think there is enough coming and going how they're, you know, hire people even for like three weeks. Yeah, they yeah. can get enough short-term tag teams and trios to keep them going. So I forget the... Oh, one of the Japanese wrestlers. She was teaming with Hirsch for a while. Kind they were coming that they were getting her to come out of her shell. She was one of the mentors of one of the younger girls. Wow. Oh. I absolutely a, loved her. Is it Aja Kong? If I'm not... I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like a... the sunglasses, the big belt. Yeah, I think it's Aja Kong. I could be yeah. wrong on that. I think that sounds about right. I absolutely loved her. Now, poor Layla Harsh that became a heel. Mm -hmm. Kind of have to, because I didn't notice how short she was at first. I don't know why. But then when they had What's-Her-Face go lean up against her for the, end, for the NWA, it was like, holy crap, really tall woman versus a really short one. I think the match you're on about is Camille versus legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah. I missed that match, but that would have been amazing. <laughs> I remember watching the match and I'm like, holy shit, Camille is so huge. Yeah, I know. I can't <laughs> want to see her versus Jade now, eh? Oh yeah, definitely. That would that's probably what I'd love to see. Two powerhouses just going at it. I think Jade happened to be like one of the biggest sleeper hits, eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think she's obviously come a long way, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I remember when she debuted. I know, I think as soon as they mentioned the TBS tournament, I knew she was gonna win it. I would go to because I wanted Ruby to win it because obviously I'm a big Ruby Soho fan. Mm -hmm. She was great, but um, beating Ruby kind of, you know, cemented her. Yeah. As a wrestler, eh? But like I said, uh, so I've got a question for that. Who do you think is going to basically beat the streak? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe um, if she has to deal with another heel because Jane's been going up against baby faces, right? Yep. So put her against a Britt Baker, someone that's not afraid to cheat. Or that's maybe a Ruby Soho herself. Like a what? like a yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. But I think um AW's having like the two belts for one reason. One belt's to tell long term storytelling. But they the fans are gonna get restless and want to see a tag team change, right? Yeah, yeah. A title change. So they have two belts for that. The TNT is to keep pushing but changing the title. You never know who what's gonna happen. Anyone can win it any day. And I think the PBS championship is for long-term storytelling so far. And the other women's championship is for uh, short stories. 
No, I've, I cannot argue with that, mate. I fully, fully agree. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So now, obviously, that wraps it up. So before we head off, my man, is there anything you want to plug? I would like to plug my little TikTok channel, if possible. Oh, do it, mate. Go ahead. It's in living, sorry, in living room studios, or living in room studios. Sorry, living in room studios. Dot between each word on TikTok. I'm also having my own little um, kayfabe um, wrestling promotion. WFW, World Force Wrestling. We have everything but the actual wrestling. Maybe some odd audio commentary match. I might have to do the next, redo the last episode due to audio issues, but it's still up on my Facebook. World Force Wrestling. Feel free to sit by and watch it. <laughs> Scooter actually won the championship hat. Uh, I had to set someone fire to do it, but <laughs> we did. Anything goes in the WFW. They're all monsters. They can't die. This sounds so entertaining, I'll be honest. Well, there needs to be enough of a body to get the three count or the pin, but our hardcore match is called the Chunky Salsa Rule, where you have to make your opponent into nothing like chunk a Chunky Salsa to win. It's okay. <laughs> They'll come back next week. They'll feel better. <laughs> This is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so we do our first match, and everyone get picks up in us for the title. There's no tag team house. It has to be something important to them that represents their strength and power. Not because I'm too cheap to actually buy a title belt. No, no, no. Of course not. Oh, dear. This is brilliant. I need to check this out once I've done here. I know you might be doing some other projects. Yes, so obviously in July I am doing a Prediction League month, so we're going to talk about everything in the Prediction League. Obviously I put everything on the post, uh, and at the minute that's all I've got planned. Uh, I've got oh, loads more guests wait. coming on. Uh, oh, who is your next guest? Have you planned that out that far, if you don't mind me asking? I've planned, mate, up to July. <laughs> nice, I can't wait to see the next episode of the show. The next person amazing. next week is going to be none other than Hikaru Hartwell, Sean Bowley. Nice. Yeah, he was my pop in another league, in the global. <laughs> participate as Hartwell Jr. Till he betrayed me, or I betrayed him. One of the above. Oh, dear. I better watch the comments next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, dear. That pretty much wraps everything up. Don't forget to uh, check into Effing Wrestling's YouTube channel tomorrow for just another Effing podcast where JFB, Canada Dry, do a tribute to the late, great Boo. Scott Hall. Boo. <laughs> As a member of the prestige, I'm honor-bound to boo Canada Dry. <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> This is we need to be boo. Boo that man. Thank oh, you for having me on the show. It was great. It was an honor. And I Not had a such a blast doing it. Not a problem, man. Thank you so much for being part of the magic. Yeah. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you all in the next one. Magic Man out. Yeah. Have a good time, everyone. Now,